You're listening to The Beecast with Sarah Godey, Monica Steely, and Amber Miller. We love connecting with you and have something new we've started called Be Free Friday. Every Friday, we post a quick three-minute video with an encouragement and challenge for the week. Make sure to visit our Facebook page or website to watch. We've also created a Periscope account where we post videos periodically. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Periscope at Be Still Be Free to connect with us live as we scope. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Be Still Be Free. This is Sarah Gody, and I'm with Monica Steely. Hey, hey. Amber's not with us this week. She had her little precious darling, and so we're hoping girl. she's going to make a surprise visit here on one of these she recordings. I'm hoping so. Um, I'm laughing because in the two years of doing the podcast, I have never done the introduction. Well, I don't think I have either, so I think last week was really awkward. You have, though. Have I? You have. You've done oh. the intros when Amber's like leading. Sometimes she'll do the intros oh, for that. Yeah. Well, I'm out of practice. Yeah. I'm all rusty. And we're hoping that our voices don't sound like men by the time you hear this because we're working really on like some other things out here. Yeah. Like, I know, I have an alto voice anyways. So. Oh, well, I do too. Yeah, it's just like a Today it was a bass. <laughs> Baritone. <laughs> um, so, in any event, but we love Michael. Michael does a fantastic job working with us. and he oh, a he's lot so of, patient. He made me start sweating a minute ago because he started talking about bites or... He said, like, bit bits or oh, Bits, not bites. I don't know. I don't know, but it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't talk about any of that kind of he stuff. <laughs> All right, so listen, we're in week two of Be Prayerful, and... Um, Hashtag, hey, listen. Monica, you suck. Listen, Sarah, I just, okay, this is a total sidebar. Sarah had no idea that she says, hey, listen, all the time. And I know that I'm not the only one that has noticed this. So I want everyone to start hashtagging, hey, listen, and tag her on Twitter. So let's just do that because it will bring me so much joy. So every time she says, hey, listen, or so listen, I do a little hashtag symbol with my hands um, just to bring awareness to her that she says it. Because I didn't even know I said it. And we're in the car with the family, and I'm like, so Monica says that, because you hashtagged, hey, listen to me, Uh in the car in a text. And I was like, Monica said that I say, hey, listen, when I'm getting ready to say something serious or whatever. And both the kids in the back of the car, they're like, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know that? I was like, no, I didn't know that. I thought it was like an intentional signature phrase. I do know this now. So, hey, listen, listen. we're in week two of Be Prayerful, and um, Monica is going to bring something fun for us this week. So I'm going to turn it over and let her get going because I just need to quit talking. Okay. Well, um, don't quit talking, (laughs) um, first of all. But second, so I when we started talking about Be Prayerful, I just felt very, very impressed that we needed to have um, a week or two focusing on specific type prayers. Um, and I didn't know what the second one was going to be, but I knew the first one was going to be praying for provision. And Mm. I was not sure exactly why that was the case at first, but I just really felt like God was saying like, let's talk about praying for provision. Um, and I think it's because as women, I've at least experienced this with people that I know. I think we feel very selfish when we ask God to provide for mm-hmm. us. I think it's very safe to say the Lord's Prayer all the time, yeah. to say your will, not mine, be done all the time. Um, but I think, as we talked about last week, God clearly says, ask, mm-hmm. seek, knock, pray without ceasing, pray about every little thing. 
And so um, I just feel like it would behoove all of us to really focus on why we should pray for provision, examples of the Bible, Mm. um, because it draws us closer to God. He knows all our needs anyway, but he wants us to talk to him about it. Um, So we're going to talk about provision this week, and I wanted to start with... um, the words Jehovah Jireh, mm. which um, is the is the is a, na- a name of God. So God has a lot of different names in the Bible, and a lot of the people in the Old Testament have called him by different names: Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, and they all mean different things. Um, and so I want to spend a little time talking on about Jehovah Jireh. And it means the God who provides. And Abraham is the one that gave God this name. Um, In Genesis 22, it says, From that day forward, Abraham called the place the Eternal One will provide. Because of this, people still say, On the mount of God, all will be provided. Hmm. Um, And that came on the heels of him about to sacrifice his son Isaac, and God provided the ram in Hmm. the thicket. So Abraham acknowledged God's provision and named the whole mountain that or named that place and named God Jehovah Jireh. Um, The name literally means the Lord who sees or the Lord who will see to it. Mm. Uh, And I just think that there's a lot of power in knowing these names of God. I think there's a lot that we can claim and like hold fast to with that. Um, When we have a need that is personal and special, that is what we long for, right? Like we long for God to see it. We long for God to see to it um, and to answer that. Um, Jehovah Jireh also means the Lord who will see to it and that my every need is met. I love that. One who knows my need because he sees. Mm. One who is able to meet my need in just the right time, as he did for Abraham, and one who can meet it fully. You know, for like I said, for Abraham, it was that ram. And for us, it's whatever we need at the perfect time that we need it. Um, so, you know, God will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham said that to Isaac. Um, before they got to the top of the mountain, um, and, you know, as they're climbing up, uh, Isaac is like, you know, Father, we didn't bring a ram. We didn't Mm -hmm. bring that what we're going to sacrifice. And Abraham knew all this time that God said, sacrifice your son. But he had faith in God who provides and told Isaac in the middle of their journey, God will provide the lamb, my son. Hmm. Um, So I just, I wanted to start there. I wanted to start with, like, it's not just that God does these things. It's who he is. Like, God's B is Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. His, his be, he is love, and he is provision. That's I was just going to say that, you know, I think in today's world, we hear all the time about how Christians are supposed to be loving. God is love, 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 love. And then I think we twist that into the, well, if he loves us, then he would do all these things. And it falls under the love category. Not that it doesn't, but I love that there's an actual name mm-hmm. for him of the provider. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, I don't know, like, I think it helps you see it in more than just... A, an umbrella yeah. of God is love, right? right? It's God is the creator. God is the provider. God is our father. God is our friend. God is the alpha. God is the omega. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is, he is, he is. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's his who, the God who sees mm. the God who will see to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of that B part of it. So um, as far as like verses in the Bible, there are at least, 169 verses that refer to the ways that God provides for us Mm. um, in the tangible ways. So I'm just going to go through a few of these. Um, God will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. I've already had talked about that one. Um, And then Philippians, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Um, 
In Psalms, the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Uh, Psalm 84, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Um, Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. That's one of my personal favorites Mm. and kind of a life verse, and I'll kind of talk about why in a few minutes. Um, Don't hold back, Lord. Give freely and you'll have plenty poured back into your lap. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, brimming over. You'll receive in the same measure you give. Mm. If you don't have all wisdom needed for this journey, all you need to do is ask God for it, and God will grant you all that you need. He gives lavishly and never scolds you for asking. Um, and that's just a few. As I said, there's like over, yeah. you know, close to 200 verses just about provision and what God provides. Um, I wanted to talk about um, a little bit some, um, hold on, flipping to my notes, um, like some personal, some personal situations where praying for provision. Um, Sarah, is, can you think of anything off the top of your head where you ask God to provide something like a, a need or a want? <coughs> oh gosh. Or have you ever struggled with praying for like asking God to provide things? I don't think I struggle with that. Um, you know, and I, this goes back to, we talked about the difference between a positive attitude and faith last week. Yeah. You know, I just know God provides. I grew up with parents who always tithed mm-hmm. and though we, had moments of difficulty. God always provided. He just did. Like I, I yeah, mom and dad would be good stewards. It wasn't like they could live frivolously and not be good stewards over their money that, you know, they were called to that, but I always saw how God provided. And so Chris and I have never not tithed. We mm-hmm. have always tithed. Um, <clears throat> we both have a complete agreement on that. And even when things were tight or tough, I can see, I can look back and say, God provided a job. God provided a house to flip, you know, where it made enough and made up for the difference. You know, mm-hmm. we went through about a seven year time where things were really tough because of land development and where right. he was with his job. And, um, you know, even that it took seven years to see the provision of a change for Chris and mm-hmm. what that next step was going to be for him. And there were times that we were in the pit, um, so it wasn't answered when we wanted it to be answered, but when it got answered, we could look back and see how God had prepared us for that moment right. and all the provisions leading up to that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, you know, now there are some things I've prayed for provision over that God hasn't answered the way that yeah. I wanted to be answered, but all in all, I just really know, and I've told Chris before, I do not, I do not fret about our finances because I know He's always got us. I just know he does. It may yeah. not look the way I want it to look right. or feel the way I want it to feel, but i that is something I do have a strong faith in. I yes. do not have the need to control our finances. I do not have the need to control, um, you know, like right now I don't contribute financially to the family. Um, and that's been hard for me in the past, but as I've gotten older and God's just continued to provide and show himself to us. I yeah. don't struggle with it as much. Well, it's, that's funny that you say that because Rick Warren, I read an article that he wrote, and it says, you know, um, where it says God will supply all of your needs mm-hmm. according to his riches. Mm-hmm. Rick Warren says it doesn't say I'll meet all your greeds. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between needs and wants. God's not going to give you everything you want. You'd be spoiled to death. It says he will meet all your needs according to his wealth and Love riches. That. It's not based on your assets. It's based on what God has, and he doesn't run out of resources. I and I think that, that is a significant difference to recognize. Like, you could want a whole bunch of things, mm-hmm. but God will provide every need mm-hmm. that you have. Like, it says that his children will not go begging mm-hmm. for bread. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he watches after the sparrows that fall. The flower, He clothes the flowers. Like, there's a lot of things that God does give us. 
um, some examples of God's provision in the Bible is like he provided a way out of the wilderness to the Israelites. He provided manna, daily bread, to the Israelites mm-hmm. while they were in the desert. He provided the ram in the thicket to Moses. He provided clothing to Adam and Eve when they were naked. He provided a son to Hannah. He gave Elijah food and rest mm-hmm. um, when he was running away from Jezebel and, and everything that was happening there. And he provided peace to Jesus. Yeah. You know, Jesus asked for very specific things from God, mm-hmm. and God did not give him what he wanted, but gave him peace to yeah. endure what he needed to. So, um, you know, God will provide for us food, clothing, shelter, wisdom, love, mm-hmm. ways out of temptation, finances, all of our needs. Yeah. Um, and so I think here's, here's where I've kind of been and noticed in the lives of people that I care about. There are some very real needs. There's a lot of physical needs. Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, <clears throat> Like, there's a lot of physical healing that some people need. Like, I know two different people that need kidney transplants right now and that are in dire need of finances and just, you know, people to come forward Mm -hmm. and all of those things to work out. And um, and one of them uh, just feels selfish for asking for help in that time or asking for prayer or, and you know, I, I just look back and I'm like, you need to be praying. Like God yeah. wants you to be praying for that stuff. Yeah. Pray for those things that you need. Like you need a kid. Like you, you need, need a kidney, a kidney transplant. Me. That's a big deal. Pray mm-hmm. for that. That's not mm-hmm. selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, me praying for a pair of fry boots. Totally selfish. <laughs> um, not above Aww, it. I can't but pray for my purse. You can't. You can purse. pray for whatever you want. <laughs> um, but there's. I don't know. I don't know if um, Sarah, you can relate to this. But I just have this strong sense that women do not feel the freedom to be honest in praying for provision for things. I I I feel like they carry, because I do this too, I carry the burden, I carry the control of, I need to fix it. Um, I think sometimes that I look up and I see God addressing these huge situations in the world, in our lives, and I feel like I can take control of the little ones. And um, I don't pray for provision the way God wants me to pray for provision. I think it's hard not to because especially if you're a fixer and women are fixers, right? right. We are fixers of our family, fixers of our right. home. Like men like to fix all of our problems, but we want to fix our nest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think is one of the things that God taught me when he called me um, to stay home. And I knew that he stayed me home, had me, wanted me to stay home. And even the beginning of the whole be still thing in my life in the thirties was um, I do not need you to be in control of everything in your right. life. And yes, it would be great if you made more money for your family. You'd have more money to spend. But I'm going to provide through your husband. I want you to trust me that I'm going to provide through your husband. You're going to have to trust me on that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because he wanted me to be subservient and be all, you know, all hell Chris or whatever. He wanted to know that I was willing to do what was hard. Mm-hmm. And he needed me to get over this. We need, we, we could use more money. I need to go back to work. Or I need to pick up an extra shift. Or I need to do this. Because really, that disrupted more things at home. He didn't really need me to do all that. But we think that provision is so logical. It's so, I need groceries, I go to the grocery store. I need gas, I go to the gas station. I need money, I get a job. Yeah, it's something you do without even really thinking about it. Don't even really pray about Mm -hmm. it. And I really felt like God was saying to me, I want you to let me provide for you through Chris. Yeah. That's hard. It's really hard. Because I do enjoy contributing financially. I always have, but I probably did it more out of the fear of what if, even though, you know, we always tithe. This was earlier on when I was younger. 
And I really feel like that's something that God has really taught me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's I don't need you to do everything. I got this. Right. I got this. Quit trying right. to figure it all out and have because I was growing up, I was a plan A, B, C, D, E, F. I was like, okay, if A doesn't work, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. I'd have ten thousand different ways to handle situation. And I just exhausted myself, and I probably exhausted God mm-hmm. because He's just <laughs> like, please shut up, just sit down and be quiet. I got this taken care of. Yeah. One of the things that I've done is, um, and I'm going to talk about this in the last week, is um, when things don't get answered the way you want. And you're like, but God, you tell us you give us the desires of our hearts. I think sometimes we need to pray that our heart's desire would change. Yeah, absolutely. It's our perspective that needs to change. Because mm-hmm. if he's already given the answer to something, mm-hmm. and it's against what we wanted or thought we needed, we're not the ones that are right. Yeah. You well, know? and it's it, that whole verse. Um, I think people kind of leave out that first part, which is an if then, right. you know, seek the Lord, seek the kingdom. That's right. And the Lord and will then, give you the desires of your heart and right. your desires will morph into it what is. the kingdom's That's desires right. are. That's exactly right. Um, so I don't know if I really answered that question about provision and all that, but no, I totally it's just, it's like that. a lifelong lesson for me. Yeah. You know, the ebbs and flows of not living in anxiety and worrying about tomorrow. But yeah. God constantly, I look back over 18 years of marriage and I can just constantly see God's provision. Absolutely. Um, in small ways and, and in big ways. You know, this is one of the things like, I've often asked why we don't experience miracles here in the U.S. that, you know, they say that things are still happening, healing and right. um, just profound miracles, like biblical miracles right. in third world like countries. Demons being yes, demons prayed being out. prayed out. And, um, you know, someone told me that it, it kind of makes sense that America just doesn't need Jesus like that anymore, right? right. We don't. That's a really it, good point. We don't need him. We've kind of said, hey, we've got this. And mm-hmm. they're, they're praying. They're like the woman who wanted to touch the, 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 hem, of the, the hem of the garment. Man, I want to see that. I know. I do. I want to. I want to be exposed to those kinds of miracles. I just. I want to see it. I yeah. want to experience it. Yeah. Well, that takes radical faith. It does. Um, well, I, I want to talk a little bit about like how do we be prayerful for mm. provision? Um, and the first thing that I thought of was like we just rest in who God is, um, and He's Jehovah Jireh. And so I kind of took that into our the whole thought pattern of like what we're all about. It's be still and know. He is our provider. Yeah, I love that. Because that's who he is. Like, yeah. be still and know he is Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing that we He need doesn't to say, do. I'll bless you if you go try to provide for yourself. No. When I see your efforts, then I'll take right. care of you. Well, and that's something I wanted to mention, too. Like, you know, we do know. So it's a fine line. It is. And it's a very fuzzy, blurry place to be, is that we know God works in partnership with us. Mm -hmm. Like, we know the Red Sea didn't part until they actually took a step into it. Mm -hmm. And we know that things don't happen until, like, so there is an action that's required. Mm -hmm. But we, I think, as women, men do this too, as human beings, we err on the side of action over stillness first and resting and giving God that opportunity. And it changes in every situation Mm -hmm. and it's going to look different with every prayer need. Sure. Um, But it's, that's why the importance of being still and knowing he is God is so vital to net. So he can tell you, you need to take action in this area here, or you need to just let me take over. And it just is going to change from situation to situation. Um, but the second thing is that we rec- have to recognize we play a part in God's provision coming to fruition in our lives. Um, and there's a few different verses that are that talk about this. Um, Psalm 84 says, No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. 
Psalm 81 says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Um, those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Mm. And so there's this, we have to walk uprightly. We have to, which, you know, we, we have to do our part in walking with integrity and with character and with fruits of the spirit and God will not withhold any good thing. Um, I love open your mouth wide and I will fill it for so many reasons. But one of the main things is it says you have to position and posture yourself to be able to receive. Mm. You have to open your mouth, not just open it, but open it wide and then I will fill it. I love that. And I just, that has always spoke so much to me, whether it's provision, whether, you know, I, I sometimes do some speaking things, but I hate it. It's not natural to me. Mm -hmm. So I always have to trust that God will give me the words (laughs) if I, if I'm obedient to open my mouth, but there's a posture we have to take, which is open your mouth first, have your mouth open wide, and then I will fill it. Um, don't hold back, give freely. We have to be willing to, um, with an open hand, give to others of our time and our resources and our, our, our love and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, trust in the Lord. Do what is right. Settle in the land and maintain your integrity. Then you will delight in the Lord and he mm-hmm. will answer your prayers. Don't be anxious. Instead, pray about everything. And then he will, you know, meet your needs. Yeah, so there's that. there's a, a necessary action, like yeah. we just talked about in action, but the actions aren't actually... Doing, doing things, things. they're being yeah. things, you know, it's, they're faith things, they're faith things. Yeah. Yeah. It's trust that as you walk with character, character and integrity, as you allow yourself to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus, he will meet every need that you have according to his riches and glory. Um, I love something that I read from Oswald Chambers. It said, if we give way to self-pity and indulge in the luxury of misery, we remove God's riches from our lives and hinder others from entering into his provision. No sin is worse than the sin of self-pity because it removes God from the throne of our lives, replacing him with our own self-interests. It causes us to open our mouths and only complain, and we simply become spiritual sponges. And this is something we talk about all the time. Always absorbing, never giving, and never being satisfied. And there's nothing lovely or generous about our lives. Um, and so I think just, I love that concept because it's replace ourselves, get ourselves out of the center of everything, Mm -hmm. put God back in it and trust that he is Jehovah Jireh. I hate that I'm about to say this, Uh but that totally reminds me of our conversation last night with Greg (laughs) about the throne and who's on the throne. Well, that's true. You know, because we, we have this whole going on debate about the power of Satan, power of God, not being Mm -hmm. on the same plane. It's really not a debate. It's just an it's just, amazing intellectual stimulating yeah, conversation. Yeah, it's fun, crazy, um, you know, conversation. And so, anyways, I read that and I kind of think, you know, that's kind of that whole concept of, I think as women, sometimes we become so complacent with our circumstances and kind of mm-hmm. that self-pity and, you know, things just aren't going right for me. Mm-hmm. And we're giving power to the negative. Right. Instead of living in the freedom of the truth and giving the power back yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. And it's a power shift. And even we were talking about last night about <clears throat> our own happiness and contentment and how sometimes we give power to the people around us to determine our happiness and our self-worth and our value. And we need to take that power back. It doesn't belong to anybody else. Right. And the power of our provision doesn't really belong to us. It belongs to God. And we've Mm -hmm. got to take the power back. We've got to give it to the source of whom it really Mm -hmm. belongs. And by doing that, you've also glorified your God because you're trusting him and being obedient to him. And he's going to be able to provide for you even more. And not necessarily, you know, we're not just talking about financially and riches and and such. We're talking about peace that passes all understanding and wisdom and knowledge and understanding and walking 
walking in freedom. Like it's the whole be still be free, mm-hmm. right? The truth will set you free. Yeah. So I don't know. That just kind of wraps up to that me, yeah. that whole thing that we talk about. Take back the power from self-pity and self-loathing and self um discouraging circumstances and quit giving the power to and your circumstances and bitterness. And yeah. And take it back. Those things are, are not the things you're supposed to give the power to. You're supposed mm-hmm. to give the power to God. I remember, um, and this does tie in it, it, eventually, uh, it's going to sound a little <laughs> random, but when I was in advertising and I may have talked about this a little bit before, but it, God was so clear over a period of months that I was supposed to quit my job. Oh. Like almost audibly heard the words, how many more confirmations should I give you? Um, and so I quit my, I quit my job and put in my notice and had no fallback. Like I had nothing lined up. I had no idea what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I had my own apartment. I had, you know, rent and everything that I had to do. Um, but it was so clear that I literally had no choice but to rest in God's provision that it was going to work out somehow. And the weeks between me quitting and something else getting lined up were the most effervescent, like this is just how I've always described it. I felt like I was walking on effervescence. Like I felt like when you open a Coke can and all Mm -hmm. the bubbles come out, that's Mm -hmm. what I was walking on. Mm. Um, and God provided a job. He provided a new apartment with a roommate. I ended up getting married a year later. Like he, he didn't just provide like the tangible things like job and house, but he provided a faith in me that rose up that I would have never experienced before. He provided a trust in his provision. Like I don't like it does go deeper. It's it beyond it's 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 walking in yeah. just the fullness, fullness of God. Even when it doesn't make sense sometimes. And it's that leap of faith. We right. have to take the leap of faith in order to experience that in God. Yeah. We just we just have to. If we're not right. having faith in it and doing things that sometimes don't make sense, mm-hmm. then you and can't really posturing yourself, posturing yourself and walking, like doing those things that, yep. that bring that about. Um, okay. So some practical applications that I have. Well, first let me just say real quickly. Um, I, I read an article that I'll link to that said, how should I pray for God to provide? Mm-hmm. And they had some really great, um, suggestions. One ask according to God's word. Mm. Like we are allowed to pray according to God's word every single time. Um, ask as a child of God. And to me, that's kind of like posturing as like, he is our father and our fathers provide for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so posture yourself as a child, ask in the name of Jesus, ask for the sake of his glory. Um, ask on the authority of God's word to fulfill his will with a discerning heart in accordance with scriptural principles without telling God how to do it. Like, and that's a big one for me. Don't tell God how to do it. Um, don't demand to be repaid and surrender to his will in it. Um, I think that's kind of like, I'm not supposed to ask God to let me win the sweepstakes. <laughs> God, it'll provide a car. It'll provide finances. <laughs> Here's what we need. Here's how you can do it quickly. I mean, it would, it, the timing is perfect. You know, we were in an, Chris was in an accident. He was rear-ended last week and it's probably going to have totaled the car. And we're not in a position to have to buy a car right now. And I've been, um, Entering in the HGTV urban home sweepstakes, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Well, the host is like an hour and a half from here in yeah, Asheville. Like, yeah, fantastic. Like this would be the most perfect opportunity for God to provide. Well, see, right? This it is comes how you do a, it. God. It comes with a car. It comes with a home. It's close to me. It's close to here. Um, I love it. See, I'm praying that for you too. It makes sense, God. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so here's some our practical applications. One is make a top three list. What are three areas in your life that you need major provision mm. for? Um, write it down and pray specifically over them and be bold and audacious in your prayers. Like the thing about prayer is it draws us closer to the heart of God. Mm. And if we cannot be open and honest about it, like we're deceiving ourselves out of a relationship that we're meant yep. to have yep. by design. Um, ask God to show off and to make clear he was the only one that could have answered that prayer. Yeah. Like I have asked that before, like yeah. God show off in a way that it is not us coming up with the answer that it yeah. could only be you. Mark Batterson. He loves to show off he y'all. Does. Like he just does. Um, number two is play your part. The verses that we talked about with the, if then like whatever you need to do to play your part, do are your you action. Doing your if. if you're, are you doing your, if be obedient in every small thing mm-hmm. and then God can choose to bless us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make a list in the war room, which we've talked about. Miss mm-hmm. Clara like makes a list of her answered prayers and like had it framed on her wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is the most brilliant idea because when you're waiting again, when you're like in the waiting again, waiting for God to answer, you can reflect back on here's how God answered yeah. all those other times. And it just ri- brings, rises up your faith mm-hmm. that he will do it again. It does. And then um, number four is celebrate. So every time God provides and answers, rejoice without shame, rejoice freely, thank him profusely, and stop everything to acknowledge that the answer came from him. And have a party about it. That's one of the things I'm trying to get better at, just acknowledging the answers. Right? Yeah. Because we pray all the time, and then sometimes we get the answer, do nothing with it. Or you're just driving like, thank you. Yeah. Like, which is, yeah. but sometimes those or answers deserve, or... like, a, like Miss Clara, mm-hmm. like when, um, when in the movie, mm-hmm. when the husband was repentant back mm-hmm. and she got the phone call, like she had church in her kitchen. And it just like moved me. Oh, because yeah. Because I don't know that I've thanked God for like that. Like that. Yeah, that's a different kind of thank It was like from your God. toes. Yeah. kind of thankfulness. That's part of the, you know, the Ann Voskamp's Thousand Gifts. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things I've tried to start doing is journaling Thanksgivings. Mm-hmm. Things that I'm, I'm grateful for. Small prayers that maybe I didn't even ask, yeah. but God answered without mm-hmm. me even knowing that I needed right. to. Just winks from Jesus. Yeah. And I'm just trying to be more aware. Yeah. Of those small things of Thanksgiving. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Not making, I, 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 just as a total aside, like I do know, like for some people, mm-hmm. they can get caught up in the trying to figure out what to be like, it yes. becomes an idol. Yes. But I think just, it's so important to do keep that list right. and be rec- you know, aware of God. Well, and like, I don't, a small thing, I don't was, do it every day. I make yeah. it for a couple of weeks be slave because I was, yeah, because you know, if you're a list person, you feel like, Oh, I've got to do my three things today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do that. I'm like, as Perfect. God reveals to me and says, hey, I want you to sit down and journal a few things that you can think of over the last couple of weeks that you're yeah. grateful for. I'll do that. Awesome. I'll carry it with me. I, you know, I don't always put something in it. Mm-hmm. Definitely not slave to it, but it's been a great mindful exercise for me. Awesome. Good job, Monica. I love it. Well, will you, do you mind praying? Yeah. Father God, Lord, thank you so much for this amazing day and just the time to get together and talk about prayer and just pray that it will meet somebody where they're at and encourage them and that ultimately, Lord, you will just receive glory from um, your children being drawn closer to you and coming to you in faith and lifting up their requests. And I just pray that each person knows that they are loved and they have a God who can provide, the God of the beginning, the God of the end. He is all-knowing. He is everywhere. He is all things, Lord. And we just praise you for being that and that you want to make a difference in the lives of your children. I just pray that we'll learn the if-then um, and quit waiting for the then first and then we'll if. Lord, that we, mm-hmm. need to, we need to do our part. We need to do our portion 
um, and show our faith to you so that you in, in turn can turn around and bless us. Praise you for all that you are, Lord, for all that you're going to do. And um, pray for this podcast and all that it is uh, meant to be. And in your name we pray. Thanks for listening to the Beecast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to have you review it on iTunes. Your reviews and ratings make it easier for others to come across our podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you on Facebook or Twitter. Hit us up at Be Still Be Free. And for details on our Bible studies or other resources, please visit www.bestillbefree.com.